All right, welcome back to Rad Dads. This is your host, Micah Sherman. Um, we are officially in season two now. We've got a season under our belts already. And uh, if you've tuned into the first season, thank you so much. Uh, it was a lot of fun getting to hear all those dads. And so uh, feel free to share those interviews with dads you know. Uh, today we got a fun interview. Uh, it's very unique because we are actually just meeting uh, my rad dad today. We're meeting in person for the first time. Uh, so it'll be unique and fun. I know more about him, I think, than he knows about me, um, but I'm going to introduce him right now and, and we'll uh, introduce his story. So uh, Jeff Hamilton, welcome to Rad Dads. Mega, thank you, man. It's great to have uh, another uh, Central Coaster, even though you're only there for a couple bit of time. There's uh, just a few of us that understand the beauty of uh, living on the Central Coast. I know, it's and a gem. So, yeah, it is for sure. But OC is not too bad either, is it? It's not. It's maybe a little busier, but it, it's <laughs> yeah. still uh, we're we're at the beach pretty much. So right, it's it's awesome. That's right. Um, so uh, so shout out to Luke CC. Uh, he's the one that connected us. Um, Jeff runs a pretty cool um, program organization that we'll get into in a little bit. Um, that I think you guys are going to really like hearing about. Um, but so here's the scouting report, Jeff, the scouting report is when I do my research and, uh, just introduce you to everyone. So, uh, and then you can confirm or deny if any of them. Yeah. Is Did my police report come up or anything a little like bit? Yeah, but I'll, I'll leave that out of the interview. I'll leave that out of the interview. Okay. So Jeff is a lead pastor at Hills Church in Mission Viejo. That's, uh, we're right now we're in Mission Viejo at his home. Um, Jeff is a pastor, a coach, a consultant. I'm, I'm sure many other things as well. Um, a dad, obviously, um, and uh, you and your wife, Jamie, have been married since 1992? 1992. Which is 31 years. November, November 7th, 90, uh, 31 years, yeah. 30 decades, sorry, three decades of marriage, which is, uh, which is awesome, very impressive. Uh, the uh, Hamiltons have had the privilege of serving families over 30 years in pastoral ministry. So does that mean that you got married and then you jumped right into being a pastor? Actually, I started uh, in vocational ministry in 1988. So uh, while I was in college, I was uh, a youth pastor. And then when I graduated from Bible college or um, then I took a, a denominational role working with uh, camps and training right. youth pastors and moved back east. And uh, it was actually my sister, two years into it, that my sister introduced me to my wife. Uh, wow. They were going to church together That's cool. here in Southern California. So when I was on a trip coming back home hmm. to visit my family, um, uh, I went to church that day and hmm. uh, with my sister and met Shoot. Jamie. And uh, within like two weeks, we... Kind of put this thing on the fast track. No way. Church is a great pr place to meet uh, your spouse. We I met my spouse at church too. So it, I, it, I highly recommend it. Well, it comes <laughs> even better when she's your sister's friend. That helps. Right? Yeah. And so, right. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, in fact, we were only together face to face over a six month period from the mm -hmm. day we met to the day we married. We were only face to face for 30 days. Wow. We were, uh, I was living in in the Charlotte area, North Carolina at the time, okay. and she was still here in Anaheim. And uh, so dating long distance. Now back in those, right, sure. you have to remember right. that's pre-cell phone, yeah, right? right? So like we had real telephone bills that would right, come right. in like $250 <laughs> when you're making, costs money. <laughs> yeah, when you're making like $1,000 a month right. and a quarter of it is on your courtship. 
Uh, But that gave us a great opportunity to really get to know each other's heart in a different way than maybe happens over dinner in a movie. Yeah, you got probably some more intentional conversations faster. And that's helpful if you're trying to find your spouse. Exactly right. (laughs) Cool. And uh, we were just talking about how I got to ask your family a little bit about you. And uh, if they could describe you in a couple words, what would they say? And they said that you are passionate. You are an encourager. And you make it your goal to equip people to live purposeful lives. I hope my family says things like that. Those are me. those are really <laughs> kind. Uh, and you know, that's I think that's the kind of thing. One of the things I do, like as a coach, right, working with high school kids, is I always get to go up to the parents and compliment them on what I see from their kids because what we sure. see as parents yeah. or what your spouse sees of you yeah, or your kids are you they kind of tell you one thing right mm-hmm. but the fact that they when asked by somebody else sure. and they give you that yeah. kind of like um, that's very that's the greatest compliment that totally. you can receive and yeah. so I'm grateful for my my wife uh, I mean I have no greater supporter than than her and, uh, and my kids too. So, in fact, with with that academy, mm-hmm. uh, tell you the truth, my guy, um, I ask my kids, um, my adult, my say my kids, but mm-hmm. you know, twenty five and twenty seven, I ask them, hey, if this is like, if this is not cool with you, if right. I'm presenting myself as something that I'm not, sure, yeah, it's your responsibility to let me know, yeah, and I'll back. I'll back away yeah. um, if I don't have your endorsement totally, uh, yeah. on this. And I'm grateful that right. even though, uh, you know, I don't think any kid gets out of uh, their relationship with their parents without requiring a little bit of therapy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not perfect. Right? But they're very, uh, they've been very affirming of this process too. Yeah. That probably makes you more, when you have your family support, it makes you, what you do even more passionate um, because you, well, it adds validity. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, in our space, in this dad world, right? Yeah. We have a lot of a lot of guys who present themselves as like dad coaches and yep. things like this. But if your kid's only like nine, right. like the hardest part of parenting is still in front sure, of you. Yeah. And yeah. while my wife and I had a very intentional approach to parenting, mm-hmm. and while I helped encourage other mm-hmm. parents as a youth pastor and student ministries yep. pastor... Like, I didn't feel confident sure. talking to dads about developing a right. strategy until I saw whether or not the one that I had sure. worked works. Right. I mean, you're, you're sitting <laughs> across point. from me yeah. right now. I'm a former college, uh, former college athlete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know as much about health and dieting and all yeah. that kind of stuff as as anybody. Sure. I could totally... Yeah. But if you look at me, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that guy doesn't take, he could take a little <laughs> bit better care of himself, right? And so nobody's going to hire me as their sure, personal sure, sure. trainer right. right now. Well, I, I think sometimes when it comes to being, uh, when we're looking for mentors, when we're looking mm-hmm. for models, for example, we need to have somebody who's not just a yeah. step or two ahead of us, but um, somebody who can who sure. say, hey, I've been down this Absolutely, road before yeah. And right. these are the things that are going to, these are the things that are going to work. And right. then to have a community that we follow that path together totally, with. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, having that experience, right. That of a mentor that you really need and want so that you can ask the questions that you're going through. Um, so you mentioned dad Academy, let's get straight into it. Um, you run this program called dad Academy. Um, can you kind of tell us what it is and how did it even get started? 
Yeah. In um, 2015, I had a couple uh, young dads in my church and uh, I was uh, in the process of getting my master's degree in uh, leadership. And uh, I'd always had an eye for like organization and strategy and things like this. And I started thinking like, man, uh, being a dad's the only thing that you do mm. in a man's life without a plan. Sure. Right. If you're going to diet, you have a plan. If you have a exercise program, you have a plan. If you have a, uh, financial goals, you have a plan, mm. right. But being a dad, like, yeah. uh, I, and I started thinking when we moved back out to California in 2000 to plan a church, like every church planner, I got a job at a coffee shop, sure. right. To meet people and whatever. And, uh, that coffee shop, before they made me go through 30 hours wow. of training, right? About culture, about coffee, about all this stuff before they let me press the automatic brew wow. button on yeah. the machine. Right. Right. But on March 1st, just 1996, they just hand you a baby. Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> seems, right. Seems like there's something missing. Yeah. Like, and we read some good books and we had some mm-hmm. good encouragement and both of us, uh, we had good examples but I wanted to help our dads be confident right. in who God's designed them to be. Because to be honest, if God didn't love you and didn't trust you, mm-hmm. he wouldn't give you a baby. Good right? Point. And mm-hmm. so, like, it's a pretty awesome privilege that God gives us mm-hmm. when he entrusts children right. to us. Yeah. And I'm not saying that those who walk through different seasons and maybe don't have kids yet or, right. or are unable God to in some way. That, that got exactly right. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying that when we have this responsibility that we need that we need to be intentional. And so I feel that men are most successful when they know what's expected Mm -hmm. and they have a plan to accomplish it. So I started as a little small group that I started doing some of these Mm. principles together. And then I started getting invited to other churches to maybe do it over a weekend or a seminar. Mm -hmm. And then once uh, COVID hit and all pastors and churches became production studios. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, man, this is the time now. Mm. And it was just the right time to be able to put uh, the manual together and have it available to a right. broader audience. And, mm. and now, um, it's, uh, the, the fifth, the seven, uh, 15 minute videos, right. uh, are all online and I don't have to be present. It can just be a dad who has a passion for sure. getting other yeah. guys together. Right. And in church, you know, like all we do is really give excuses to get people together. And if we can surround guys together around Mm -hmm. this amazing purpose that, that really um, research shows that when dads are disconnected from their children, they're disconnected from their purpose. Mm. And so um, having something like dad Academy to gather guys around this dream that they have in their heart and to build relationship with each other and create a community yeah. Like, bro, I think that that is a, a yeah. win-win and it's a privilege just to be a part of, uh, of what happens. And there's great sure. dad resources out sure, there, yeah. right. That are kind of like inspirational that kind of give you some ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dad Academy is one where you actually walk away with a dad plan, right? These right. are the skills I'm going to pass on to my kids. These mm-hmm. are the traditions I'm going to build into my family. Right. And uh, it gives you a sense mm-hmm. uh, for you and your family of what kind of rails you're running on mm-hmm. that God set before you. That's awesome. So it just started with a couple, like you getting together with a few guys. 
Yeah, with a with a with a plan, um, and uh, as they gave me feedback, and we just kept sharpening it. But uh, from the very beginning, it seemed to get some traction. The biggest limitation was me, my mm-hmm. ability to facilitate it. Yeah, and now it's not dependent sure, uh, right. on Which on awesome. me. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have to be there, but you can't be. <laughs> well, you get a chance to be like so many other things. When uh, the other day, I had to replace the ice maker right in my refrigerator mm-hmm. for the 4th of July. We had some people coming over and, and uh, I've had to learn how to become handy, but sure. thankfully I could go to YouTube and there was a dude right. who actually with my model replaced the Whoa. ice maker. Right. Yeah, well, so I ordered the part, yeah. I followed the instructions mm-hmm. and I had ice yesterday there on the 4th of July. Right? right. Man, can we do that with dads? Right. Right. Yeah. All the uh, just make the resource mm-hmm. available so that you can be confident that with the skills you have, yeah. you can be who you want to be. Sure. And I, having a plan and then getting guys together like that, those two combinations are very powerful. And how often do dads get together purposefully and with a plan, I think, is 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 solid. Well, so. well since you have like a. a Kind of, I would assume that a lot of your audience or some of your audience at least is faith-based, sure. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so at my age, uh, maybe recently, you know, there was a st- the movie that was out, Jesus Revolution, mm-hmm. that talked about this amazing thing that happened uh, based out of Orange County and really right. across the U.S. Mm-hmm. about how God just began to capture the hearts of people. And I've sure. seen a lot of amazing things in church mm-hmm. and God doing things around the community, right. but... In the book of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, and Malachi is speaking to the Nehemiah generation, mm-hmm. right? And the picture of Nehemiah, right? So awesome. Right. You know, build this Building wall for your family, sword. right? Yeah. The, the trowel and the sword. Yeah. And Nehemiah speaks to this generation. He goes, mm-hmm. listen, when, when God is preparing to establish his kingdom, mm-hmm. look for this. I'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children sure. and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Mm. And so if we really want to see God do something important, Absolutely. it starts in our family yeah, right. and to have the kingdom there and to have men that same thing, right? The, the yeah. trowel in one hand and the sword in the other. Mm. And I think Dad Academy gives men those kind of tools sure. so that that kind of thing can start to happen. Yeah, that's exciting to me. And I, I know I'm just getting to know Dad Academy, but to have... Another res- have a resource that's something I can actually study and do with other guys to improve myself as a dad that's you know chasing after Jesus. Uh, I don't know too many other dad academies. You're, you're the first that, ah. I, that I've heard of. So it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, so let's pause on that for a minute. Yeah. Um, being a you know a pastor, husband, uh, dad, consultant coach, uh, your coach, uh, it's a lot of different hats you wear. Yeah. Um, so how do you make time to do each well and kind of create some balance? How's that been? I think the thing that I've had to do in my life is to understand what God has called me to do. Uh, earlier, when I was a young leader, just growing and developing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a mentor from afar uh, by the name of John Maxwell says, okay. Um, you do everything you have to do up until the age of 40 so you can do everything you want to do Hmm. for the rest of your life. And, you know, one of the things has been is that I've never pastored a really large church of multiple hundreds of people. 
And so because I don't have to manage a lot of staff, sure. uh, because I have an approach to that job that I feel that mm-hmm. God has called me and gifted me to do things a certain way and to lead things, that the demand of my church or my primary occupation is such that I have some control over what those mm-hmm. time constraints were. Sure. And so really for for you know 25 years I spent my focus was caring for the uh first of all caring for the first congregation. Sure. When I get to heaven God's not going to ask yeah. me about how big is your church. He's going to say how, family. how is <laughs> yeah that's right. How's Jamie, Justin and Jordan? Mm. Um and so my wife and I, we partnered together on that. She was able to be a stay-at-home mom. We made incredible sacrifices sure. for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, as my kids got into high school and out of high school, I started uh, doing this. And I started thinking about um, ways that I could just make uh, make an impact. So the church is one dynamic. Uh, I love pulpit discipleship, but discipleship is so much more sure. so. I love inputting into men's lives, and yeah. I thought coaching uh, for out beyond a dad, a coach is one of the most influential uh, people sure. in a young man's life, right? Uh, because it also speaks at the right time when he's being shaped. And right, right, think right. about how athletics uh, helps to develop skills and things yeah, like this. Everything. <laughs> so um, I was an athlete through college, so consider myself one. What's uh, what's work? Uh, basketball. Come on, right. uh, played uh, basketball at a little NAI school, and then cool. um, uh, I played even like baseball till I was okay. forty five years old. Gotcha. Uh, hardball. I gotta ask, what school? Uh, it's called. It's now called Life Pacific University. Okay. And so it was called what? It was called Life Bible College when oh, I went okay. there. Gotcha. And well, I so, played at uh, Cal Baptist, so at you some did. point we were both NAI. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, so, in fact, I put uh, the one of the few times I dunked consistently in warmups. Okay. Was at in Cal warm-ups? Baptist Come in on. the old in the old barn because that thing would that thing would bounce like a trampoline, man. There you go. Uh, so I went into coaching, but um, also consulting. I've always been a coach. So whether it was helping people like sort through I um, like strength finders and sure. different yeah. tests like this. I, one of my skills is I'm a dot connector. Mm-hmm. I can see how that needs to sure. connect with that or how this relationship needs yep. to connect with this relationship. And so I was already doing that mm-hmm. with um, churches that I knew, pastors that I knew small businesses that mm-hmm. I knew. And then once all that kind of happened, then I just put it all together in Dad Academy. So the way to keep balance in all this yep. um, as best you can, uh, number one is that make sure that you're doing what God is doing. He doesn't mm-hmm. promise to bless anything that he hasn't called you to. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so um, I just try to make sure that the things that I'm doing are the things that I'm called to do. And part of the people who help me decide that is right. the people who I live with. Mm-hmm. And so... Having good communication with those people. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie has been nothing but uh, supportive of... I mean, I mean, the most unsung hero in the church is usually the pastor's wife, mm. right? Because she works full-time for the church, sure, too, and just right. doesn't get paid for it. Yep, yep, and yep. she carries the burden. That's a good point. And a, and a bigger burden for our family. And right. so... Um, she lets me, that's the other part to balance is that after being married 31 years, 
we've really learned to value who the other person is because mm. we're really different. Sure. We're really different. Right. And, um, you know, she grew up uh, in a household that was all girls. Uh, her dad was raised by a single mom. Okay. And a, a great, great man, but just lived, you know, knew how to connect with right. one of our, one of our discussions not too long ago was I was, you know, speaking with my wife, I was like, honey, you do not speak man. Mm. Just because I'm direct and I'm forceful doesn't mean that I'm mad or angry, sure. right? It's the way that guys relate sure. to each other under pressure and you know right, obviously right. i don't speak woman very much yeah, well yeah. and we've learned to navigate those things but we value she values the way that god makes me sure she doesn't necessarily see that as a competition and it took right. me a long time still not very good at it but yeah. i mean i was well into being 20 married 20 years before i really started to acknowledge how amazing she is mm -hmm. and now now at this stage, I don't care what's really for the rest of my life. I want to see her and my son and right. daughter. I want to see them become. They gave a lot of time for God to do a work in me and to support mm. me and what I've been right. trying to be. Mm. Uh, now that's what I. I don't know if I'm doing very good, but that's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, it seems like it. it. Seems like you're doing pretty good so far. <laughs> so Jeff, I asked your wife to give a. If she had any cool stories about you or you guys, and she she gave me a couple, so just to kind of add into uh, our podcast, can you tell us the story about first Justin and the marker? Oh, so um, you know this is this was back in the day. Uh, I think Jordan had just been born. We weren't far away from that, and Justin's probably two or three, so he got up early, as you know little kids do and I took him downstairs on a Saturday morning and uh just set him uh, in his little playroom and he was mm -hmm. pretty quiet and chill and I'm watching ESPN mm -hmm. yep and uh so I, I thought man it's too quiet right all your dads know <laughs> you like you know that quiet exactly right you know something and wrong. I turned around <laughs> in the corner and he had found a Sharpie oh, no. and had just started drawing on all of the walls yeah. in the dining room. Blank canvas. And I literally had that like, oh, no. <laughs> like I couldn't breathe. It was all the life was sucked out of me. And the only thing I could say was like, Justin, your mom is going to kill me. And, and that's the thing that Jamie woke up to, right? right. Like yeah. what oh, happened, no, right? No. She came downstairs and the whole living room is just Sharpie. And yeah. I think the best thing was like after the initial shock right. that we just like laughed right. because like there's nothing yeah, else you can do. do, right? What are you going to do? And, and he was so <laughs> proud of himself. Like, look at what I've done. You know, I, those, are, those are the best, man. And that, that's the story you tell over and over again, right? To your, to your friends and family. <laughs> That, that one, and real quick, Daddy's Joe. Uh, Daddy's we walked Joe. in, uh, so, like, okay. I've got my hat on today, sure. but yeah. one of the things that I've been known for is this, yeah. like, hairdo. Yeah. And, and so she walked in, I got him up after, and she's like, what have you done? <laughs> and Justin stands in his crib, and he's all, Daddy Joe. Oh. And she looked over, 
and the Vaseline had been oh, sitting right no. next. Oh, yeah. And he had coated his entire head yeah. in Vaseline. It was yeah. so bad that Jamie calls her sister, who's a hairstylist, right. like, what do we do? We we're yeah. living in Nashville at the time. Mm -hmm. And she washed it like three times. Yeah. It was dawn trying take, to get it take out. Take time. But, you know. <laughs> a couple days. Daddy's Joe. That was. It's, and it's funny how kids, re I've talked to my wife about how. Our kids, especially when they're younger, relate certain things to you. Yes. Daddy's gel. For me, it's daddy's coffee because I have it every morning. It's <laughs> right. funny. And it makes you think twice about different habits and things you have that your kids are connecting and relating to you that are worth thinking, is this what I want them to remember? Yes. You know? So we can go deeper down there with yeah, that, no. but we won't. Uh, but it uh, makes you think. Um, so you're currently now, Justin... And Jordan, uh, Justin, I think I heard, is in Santa Cruz. Yeah, he's 27. He's been okay. married up a year and a uh, youth pastor up in Santa Cruz. Okay. And then what's Jordan up to? Yeah, so my daughter, Jordan, she's 25. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, she's one of the kids who lost uh, graduation to COVID. Uh, there's also a whole story of how God's kind of been at work in her life uh, in these last uh, few years. But like so many... Gen Z, millennials, right? She's got a million different hustles going on. So sure. um, she works at, uh, at, at a gym uh, in the spa area. She is a social media director for a music uh, venue and artist collective based out of New York. And uh, she is also a photographer. In fact, if you've okay. seen any of the alabaster oh, cool. uh, versions of the Bible, uh, this company does this okay. kind of magazine version of all the different oh, books of the cool. Bible. And she's one of the featured photographers in that and Absolutely. does um, wedding photography as well. But she's looking forward to just getting like one job and sure. um, getting that happening. And she'll be heading out uh Sometime this fall, before the end of the year, okay. she's excited after, you know, no, no 25-year-old wants to be still living sure. at home yeah. with mom and dad. But I have treasured Good. every minute yeah, yeah. Uh, that that we get to have her here. Sure. So, um, you know, she's a, there's nobody that I love hanging out mm. with more than my kids. Yeah, that's awesome. So at this point in your life, Jeff, what do you enjoy most about being... Uh, a husband, and what do you most enjoy about being a dad? What I enjoy most about being a husband and a dad. Well, if you, as, as long as we are still on Jordan for a minute, you asked me yeah. a funny story about Justin. I yeah. need to tell the story. Yeah, about go Jordan. for it. Go for it. Um, uh, she, Jordan, ran in. She's probably again three years old. Mm -hmm. Orange County family, right? We were yeah. a Disney family. Okay. So we had passes back in the day when it was only like ninety nine dollars a the person. Good old days, right? When you could take your kids all day. And she, and she ran into the room and she is all, uh, daddy, daddy, it's, uh, it's no white. And the hair all around her face is soaking wet. <laughs> and we're like, what? Snow white. She's all, come here, come here. And we follow her into the bathroom mm -hmm. where she proceeds to put her head in the toilet no. and sing, I'm wishing for the one I love, right? But her hair is all yeah. down in the toilet water, yeah. but she likes the echo oh, of guess. singing right. yeah, into well. the well, right? Well. 
And uh, so she's been singing ever since. And, uh, you know, that's the other thing that we're looking forward to happening for her. She, too, is a music artist on cool. on Spotify. And, oh, and that nice. really is her, her passion. Yeah. And she leads worship at churches around here as well. Okay. So. Cool. What I love most about being a husband and a dad. Uh, husband, as a dad, the best has been watching them discover who God has made them to be and is making them to be. Sure. Um, as you mentioned earlier, the um, it is a great time when you get to be the consultant and no okay. longer the boss. Sure. And uh, watching them have the have the skills to navigate the difficult things in life. Yeah. I think one thing we underestimate about becoming adults and growing up is uh, life is supposed to get easier mm. and it doesn't, right? right? The only thing that Jesus really promised us is in this world, you will have trouble. Right, sure. Right? If you start reading the epistles, it's all about perseverance and patience right. and hope. Mm-hmm. And hope is that work that you put in, yeah. not to earn the promise, but acting as if you already sure. have it, right? And so they know how to persevere. They mm-hmm. know how to uh, believe. They know what to do when their faith is challenged. Sure. And they're not afraid of seasons of doubt right. or question. And I think that's a great joy. And watching them go through all of the different stages and watching me grow as a dad and my expectations mm-hmm. um, of what I want. As a husband, I think the greatest joy is um, that God knows who you need in a spouse. Yep. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, I wish I would have treasured my wife as much as I do now. Sure. Um, and... Uh, She's always been amazing, but she's been the one who has always served everybody mm-hmm. and waiting for an opportunity to, for people to see who she really is. And I think as she's been discovering that more and more mm-hmm. and recapturing that, um, you know, I want to see those things come to, come to pass. Uh, marriage is not easy. Sure. Uh, we don't have a magical marriage, but we do have one that is full of respect and honor mm. and uh we really trust the holy spirit to do the work in the other one that sure. needs to be done and yeah. so that's awesome and you know third 30 years right yeah 31 30 this years, november that's, that's not a uh, direct line going straight up there's some ups and downs as it's going up but there's down you know we're not perfect right no but yeah. we are being perfected sure. the scripture says Amen. and so um our goal of marriage is that we'll both look more like Jesus. Like you think about that, like God trusts children to us, right? Right. But think about this. He's already dedicated one person whose full-time job is to make sure that you become more like Jesus. Right. Right. That's a spouse. Now, the problem is, is that that often happens by them reminding you how much you're not like Jesus. Yeah. Right. But the goal is still the same. And I'm grateful that she is helping me to do that. And my desire is that I would be able to help her Mm. in that process too. Definitely. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, Cool. Let's move on. Uh, Jeff, if you could go back and give your younger dad self any advice, what would it be? Stop being so controlling. Hmm. Um, And I think that would be the case in my life 
overall. Um, the way that I was trained as a leader and the way that you tend to assert yourself um, has been if you're in, in, as the leader, the buck stops here. So everybody is supposed to conform to, mm. is supposed to conform to you. And um, in fact, over COVID, we had a, a revelation in, in Dad Academy. We talk mm. about values, helping dad discover values. Mm -hmm. And values are not what you want to be. Values are what you are. It's behavior mm -hmm. that's rooted in a belief. And I'll try to make the story quick, but um, my wife, I was in, had the TV on. You're looking in my living room right now. I'm usually yes. sitting in the couch. Got my computer open. The TV was on. The girls were in here talking about what they're going to make for dinner. And, and my daughter, uh, my wife will say, well, you should just make some broccoli. And, you know, my daughter was like, well, you know, dad doesn't like broccoli. That's no secret. Like, sure. uh, yeah. my, there's <laughs> lots of knows. reasons, lots of reasons yeah. for that. But, um, then, uh, the next day something came up and, uh, my daughter said something and I don't even know what they were talking about, but I did overhear my wife say, yeah, that's not your dad's kind of thing. Like, I don't think that. Like, he'll want to do that. No big deal. Sure. Next day, very next day, mm -hmm. similar situation came up. Mm. And my wife would say, well, you know, dad's not going to like that. Mm. And I felt God whisper in my own soul, dad wins. Mm. That's the value of the Hamilton family. Mm. That everybody in the family knows what you like mm. and what you want and and that they, trumps everything. They arrange. That's right. Yeah. And, and it broke my heart because I was in the middle of doing an online dad academy when we're talking sure. about values. So not all your values are aspirational. <laughs> right. Sometimes the Lord lets you see things that sure, need to be changed. Right. And that was an example of probably something that they've had to put up with me right. for all these years. And even changing that behavior mm. is very difficult for me, it's still going to be a much longer, sure. but the first key to solving a problem is being aware of it, that sure. you have one. Yeah. And, uh, I would go back and I would say, um, let the process play out. Sure. Don't try to dictate everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and, uh, because you'll find much more cause, cause then you set unrealistic expectations up that mm -hmm. only frustrate them when the Bible says, you know, um, fathers don't exasperate your right. children, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's exasperation happens from expectation, sure. which is something that I probably need to tweet out right there. Like I <laughs> right, like all yes. those little, right? Exasperation, our children come from unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. in all of our relationships. Mm -hmm. I wish I was not so controlling sure. and think that I knew best all the sure. time. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Cool. Um, Back into Dad Academy, just to kind of give a, a, a clear picture of it. Um, I, as I was looking into it, um, you kind of had three sort of columns that you kind of focus on for Dad Academy. I believe one was identity. Um, so if you could kind of describe those three and what the um, what that looks like. Sure. Um, dad Academy is really broken up into two parts. The first three sessions are about you as a dad, right? It'll, it'll talk about... Uh, help you unpack your values a little mm -hmm. bit. It will help you. Uh, the second session is about you and your kid's mom, which mm -hmm. is 
in today's society, not always your wife, hmm. right? Sure. right? Blended families and dealing with that is an important process. And the third one deals with you and your family of origin. What was your experience mm-hmm. and how did that shape you? Right. Then the next session, uh, the next three sessions focus on your job as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, as a father, excuse me, which is to give your build courage, competency, and confidence in your kids. Courage. That's, is, the, that's the ones that that's right. About. Yeah, three. Yeah, so courage is about... Um, helping your kids learn to manage risk in their life and okay. to take risk in their life. Yeah. If you're going to accomplish something, um, you have to be able to know how to evaluate it and be willing to step into it. Sure. Right. And I think a dad's job is to help totally, kids. Yeah. Uh, but courage really is about learning how to live with heart because sure. the, the, the core in courage is heart. Yeah. It's Latin for heart. Mm. And so we help um, develop a uh, heart, we help them develop uh, competency. A dad's job is to make sure his kids have the intelligence that they need. Sure. Um, skills. Yeah. And both. so some of it is experiential. Some of it is emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. We don't ever think that when we're training our right, kids right. to say thank you when they're little, we're passing on yeah. a very important emotional intelligent yeah. trait that is going to help them because success is so based really relationally mm-hmm. more so than it is your ability to execute. Right. And then the last one is confidence. Do they know who they are? Do they have a sense of identity? And that's built in through the rituals and traditions of your family that say, like, this is who the Hamilton family is. This Mm -hmm. is what we do. And it's tied into our values. And we have a healthy family culture. Right. And so that that session is really about setting a, a family culture. And then the final session is about how do we help kids mark uh, the different seasons of life that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've heard the term rites of passage. Sure. Yeah. But I think that there's even more rites of passage that we can use the events and activities that are already existing to help our kids know that they're moving from one stage to another with new responsibilities and new privileges that help them adjust yeah. throughout life so that they don't, as we see happen so many times in our culture, yeah. Um, just eternal adolescents who right. who don't yeah, know exactly. how to grow up. Totally, I was I don't remember what I was reading, but it had to do with the like, yeah, the rite of passage, initiation from boyhood to manhood, and like that's not necessarily a thing in American culture, but in so many other cultures, there it exists, and how important it is that somebody actually realizes, okay, now like you're becoming a man, you're becoming a woman. It's time to step up, leave the childish things behind. Yeah. So that's that's important. Yeah, we help dads plan that. In fact, one mm-hmm. of the resources that we're actually developing right now is a is a rites of passage planner. Cool. To where guys can um, have a framework by which they can yeah. plan. And like all this is just about helping dads be intentional. Mm-hmm. If we know what we're shooting for, then at least we have a target that we're yeah. That we're aiming for, you know, in basketball, right? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, take. right? (laughs) And so we want to help dads take the right shots, know the difference between a good shot and a bad shot, and and, uh, just give them some confidence. And what I love about Dad Academy, if I can say one more thing. Yeah, yeah, please. Is that you always have the videos. Once you join Dad Academy, so like two things have started to happen. Not only have we started to see good communities built among guys, Mm -hmm. we've had guys go back and watch Dad Academy with their wives. Wow, cool. And say, hey, let's think about this. What do we want to be? What These are Mm -hmm. the kind of things. And then, like any plan, there's a difference when your kid is 
four and your kid right. is eight. So yeah. every two years to have a chance to go, hey, this is yeah, what I was shooting at. Did I? Because yeah. then you at least have a plan to be able to work right. from. And so with that, I hope that Dad Academy becomes a resource that helps dads be intentional all the way right. through, not just a one-time experience. Totally, and, and doing that with your wife is even more powerful. <laughs> yeah, when we start talking about culture and identity sure. and the things that shaped us as, yep. as parents, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a really powerful, cool. powerful thing. Yeah. So. so, and you can go, you can go through it on your own, right? You can go through it with the videos, you, you have a booklet, uh, but then you can also go to uh, like a kind of a seminar, right? Yeah. So we do uh, occasionally about every quarter, I'll do a um, online cohort. Okay. But then uh, for whoever is facilitating, whether it be a, a church, a school, right. maybe just one of the things that we've had guys do like like yourself who just want to reach out to guys in their neighborhoods. Sure. Like it's a great way for pre-evangelism totally. that gathers like your kid's soccer club team or whatever. It's a great way to just engage guys in conversation because conversation (laughs) is what men really need because the older you get, believe it or not, the less relationships that men build throughout their life. So finding a reason to gather around a particular purpose Mm -hmm. is really, really important. But all the information, go to dadacademy.info. Somebody got any questions, they can hit me up at jeff at dadacademy.info and there's some uh, even free resources that are there. Cool. Follow us on social media, Instagram, dad.academy, uh, TikTok, uh, Dad Academy. We usually do a little series that try cool. to encourage dads and try to stay active that way. Great. Yeah. No, I'm going to put the uh, the links in the show notes for this episode. And uh, and so so let's say, you know, I wanted to get some guys together at our church. You got like you would come to that church or wherever and kind of put it on. Nope. Okay. Uh, Micah, so let's say you, you're like, yep. hey, Jeff, I like Dad Academy. We got a couple guys at our yep. church that want to do this. So great, have them order the material. Okay. I sent you, we'll get a small group leader's cool. guide. But really, by the awesome. third session, um, you just say, hey, this stood out to me. Sure. What yeah. do you guys think? And then just, and man, it's it just starts rolling. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, you're discipling it, leaders to, to disciple, and which is awesome. because then And it requires no prep. Right. Like one of our guys who was a, a pastor at a church was like, by the third session, I stopped pre-watching the videos mm-hmm. so that I could take in the information because sure. I started looking at it like something I had to prepare right. for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. He goes, out something that I want to participate in. Mm-hmm. And the bond that it created, one of, the, one of the guys, the testimonies that came through it said, this is most, he's been in church for 25 years. And he said, this ended up being the most real thing I've ever participated wow. in in church cool. because guys get talking. Sure. Yeah. And that's where it starts. Yeah, it does, man. That's fantastic. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing your story and about Dad Academy and uh, your family. Um, I'm excited because this is really just kind of an intro for myself, too. And and I want to start to do something with this. And uh, and you're not going to lead it. You're going to throw it out to me or someone else. So, Bro, um, listen, for anybody, yeah. who, for anybody who does a uh, – who listens to Rad Dads um, – We'll uh we'll get a, a a coupon together to where they can do it cool. for a for a, a discount mm-hmm. as long as it's somebody who's connected to Rad sure. Dads yeah. who will facilitate it because you can facilitate it on Zoom like mm-hmm. uh they watch the video right. at home fill in the workbook mm-hmm. and then you just get on a Zoom call right. or you get in your neighborhood mm-hmm. um at a church or something usually you'd right. sit 
do it like a regular mm -hmm. small group where you right. gather together, digest the information at the same time. Cool. There's all types of ways to facilitate it, but um, as many rad dads yeah, listeners cool. as want to do it, we'll find out a way to make it uh, give you a discount. It's normally like a hundred bucks a guy, which cool. really, I mean, that's what it costs to take a family of four right. out to dinner. There you go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you could change your family's destiny for the cost of dinner. That's pretty good. But deal. we want to make it we want to make it so that nobody yeah. has to miss. Sure. So whatever you and I can work some out, we'll yeah, put it definitely. in the show notes. Cool. And uh we'll see uh there's some rad dads that want to take it to the next level I with a dad that. plan. Yeah, sounds great. Uh Jeff, would you mind just praying out uh for any dads or moms or anybody listening to uh our uh podcast today? Yeah, I would. Uh, I'll be glad to do that. Lord, we thank you that none of this catches you by surprise. And the joy of being a, a follower of Christ is that we don't have to do these things based on our own ability or capacity. Mm -hmm. We do them because um, you partner with us and supply whatever it is that we're lacking. So where dads or moms might feel discouraged today, would they sense your favor? Um, because we're, first of all, sons and daughters of yours, and um, we don't have to worry about whether you're pleased or with us or not. We know that to be true, even if we doubt it ourselves sometimes. And that we would give the courage to invest into a process by which we discover who you've made us to be and through which we can become more like your son. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was the season premiere, and we are so glad you're here. If you have any interest of trying out Dad Academy and creating your very own dad plan, go ahead and click on the link in the show notes, which will also include a 25% discount code for any Rad Dads listeners out there. We invest our time and money in entertainment, strengthening our bodies and building wealth. But do we have any tools like Dad Academy to improve ourselves as dads? Check it out and give it a try. Hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you in a couple weeks for the next episode of Rad Dads.